Welcome back, Where the Pavement Ends podcast. Best color man in the industry, Clay Belding. Thank you for the sound effects. You're welcome. Clint Belding has brought to our attention. He's here as well. Let's talk about some tips. You want to go over tip some tips today? Tips, tactics, 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 tantalizing results for predator hunting. Tantalizing tactical tips. Today. Today. Three guys, one of whom is not wearing a t-shirt today. You guys decide which one. It's 97 degrees today in Reno, Nevada. Beautiful Reno, Nevada. Where would you start? What is your number one go-to, Clint? That's what I was just going to say. Where would you start? Had you never called the place you were at, You've got a hand call of your choice or a lanyard full of them. You've got an e-caller with all your favorite sounds. You're in the Western. I'll I'll change that. You're in the Western United States because I believe things are very much different when you cross over there, uh, more East Coast stuff. I think if you were anywhere in the Midwest, West, and go. What's your number one tip? Number one tip is the wind. The wind is always going to blow out here. It's definitely going to blow in the Midwest. So you have to set yourself up according to the wind. Hands down, that's the that's the number one tool that a coyote's going to use to bust you. So you've got to get the wind right. And then from there, it's, you know, your stand's going to be set up accordingly. Your approach and on how you get in. So that's. A, I'm sorry to interrupt. Let's. I mean, we'll each ask our favorite okay. tip, but let's back up to. We park the truck. What do we do now? Well, yeah, we park the truck. What is the number one thing we do? And walk through a successful stand. Walking in, sitting down, sun, wind, let's go through it all. But start now. So assuming that you've got, you're saying assuming you've got all your gear and all that, and you don't, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, we can, about, we can do our favorite gear at another yeah. time. What do we have on stand? Right. But let's, so when you, we pull the you truck pull up, up to a spot that's legal to fire a weapon, you feel like there's coyotes in the area. What do we do to be successful starting right now out of the truck? What's the first thing you do? And is that what Clint, you're saying the wind is? You're, no, that's not. Well, I guess out of the wind, you would first see the wind out of the truck, but before you even get out of the truck, or right when you get out of the truck, you don't slam the doors. Oh, I, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, going, yeah, yeah. I'm going basic, you, you, yeah. straight. What do we do right straight now? Straightforward. You, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Don't, don't slam, slam the door. The door. Don't, don't and, and and don't talk loud. Don't talk loud. Coyotes can hear everything. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So go from there, Clint. Oh uh, yeah. So you're getting yeah. So you you, you got to be quiet. You're gonna typically what we'll do is we're gonna stop short. Early morning, it's gonna be dark still, and we're gonna get all of our gear ready you know, mile or two down the road from where we figure we're going to be getting first light and be getting into the country. So we're going to stop and do all the loud banging around stuff, getting the guns out of the cases and do that, do that a while back. You got, so you're ready there. You've got, you've basically got all your clothes ready and uh, yeah, don't slam the doors. And really your next step is your approach into that stand. So again, that's going to be dictated by the wind, but let's Let's just, for all intents and purposes, the wind is coming off of our right. We're going to walk into the stand, and you know, 
you're going to try to walk under your stand and use the wind to your advantage if, if it makes sense. So we're going to walk into the wind and we're going to try to not skyline ourselves, yeah. right? It depends on what kind of terrain you're in, but coyotes do tend to stay down in the flat land quite a bit. So take advantage of any depression in the, in the land that you can. So any kind of drainage ditch, um, make your approach through that, even if it's a little bit longer walk. And then from there, you've got to find out, you got to find some type of a, of a rise. So typically, you're, you know, unless you're out in an actual field, it's, you're going to have something that's going to be able to hide you. So you're going to have to break up your outline. So we're going to approach our stand using the wind to our advantage. And then when we set up, we're going to try to get down off of the skyline. And we're just going to try to break up our outline. A sagebrush and your camo will basically take care of that part of it. Rim rock, sagebrush. Any, anything to break up your outline. Yeah. From there, we, we've got to set ourselves up based on the wind. So your, your, if your wind is in your face, for example, that's, that's one way you're going to call a stand. It's not necessarily the best ideal way to set up a stand is for one simple reason. You're going to call a coyote in, and if they are using the wind, they're going to backdoor you. It's happened a whole heck of a lot of times. So Crossing. the ideal setup is get yourself, even if the sun's not perfect, you want to get yourself set up with a right to left or a left to right wind. And I think one of you guys can take over from there. What I was just thinking that um, when you, it's hard to say this, but it, it's, it's your success rate goes up if either one, you scout or two, you, you know, that's a country that you're used to because what I hate is driving, and we've done it, we're guilty of it too, you know, you drive just a little bit too far. And I've never had success where, when you've back accidentally dri- back driven your, and you, oh, back, you know, this is back up, you know, like you touched on earlier, they hear for miles, they see for miles. I mean, I'm not a biologist, don't, don't quote me on the mileage, but you know, you pull your truck or your UTV yeah. into the stand or too close to it, you, you know, we and we we call them anyway just to try, but the success rate is very very low. So, you know, it's important to either your scout, you know, or be in a in a country you're familiar with because I just hate when you accidentally drive. And, your- and to be more successful, I mean, I don't know, more successful. That a lot of things go into that. But to start it off, you'd have to first off know the country a little bit i mean just randomly driving through and trying to find stands is hard to do like you're saying you might blow through some of the best stands ever that you don't see but if you knew the country you could walk a you know 200 yards and it opens up to the best stand ever so scouting like you're pre-scouting not just howling at night and trying to find scat and howling and finding them like that but scouting the land scouting stands i think you're better i personally i know a lot of guys go out and do the siren calls and stuff at night and you, uh, but i think knowing the country and having a better stand you know that you can like we touched on talk you know uh hide yourself hide the vehicle and you know the wind is the wind it's going to change but you know to set yourself up for you know even multiple ways to sit on a stand to get the wind right i'd way rather have that than know that one the coyotes are everywhere I mean, and that's what, you know, that's what's kind of important to remember. And they're everywhere. We've called them on the yeah. tops of the mountains. We've called them on the flats in the bottom. We've called them, you know, in places where you yeah. wouldn't think one would ever be, you know. Shoot, we, we called them off of a garbage, du- you know, an old garbage dump, yep. you know, that in a, in a abandoned, you know, area. They're just, they're all over the place. It's, I think, more important to find that really good spot that 
you know, you're not going to be busted and educate a coyote or. And going in, if you know this, the country better, um, you can set yourself up right away because knowing if a wind, you know, meteorologists are always messed up, but if you can get a Northwest wind or whatever it is, you might know, okay, well I need to start on the South end of this run versus the North end of this run and come at it a different way. Right, right. Cause you now have that wind const- somewhat constant in your favor. And then you can go off of that. But if you're going, you know, with the wind all day, then you're going to set yourself up for failure a lot of the times. So if you can know the country and go, okay, well, if I come in it from this angle, you know, or down from the South end five miles and hit, hit this land instead of coming from the north coming back that way you can set your stands up accordingly yeah and that's what i think there's a lot more that goes into it to be successful than just you know going out and grabbing a buddy and 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 hitting the old number one as we call it all day long you know if you and, and it doesn't take much to to make it better you know what i mean like you said look at your weather app and, you know, you might know you're going out to a certain part of the country, but plan that loop better. You know, you know, like yeah. you said, start it the other way if the wind is supposed to blow that certain direction or start it, you know, the way, you know. Anyway, that's what I, I like to talk about this stuff because I think a lot of people, when you tell them you're on coyote hunting, you know, they think that you've got a case of beer in the truck and you're driving yeah. around, you know, being a goofball out in the desert. And there, yeah. there is a lot more to it. And, you know. How many people have you run into that, you know, literally, you, I've been calling coyotes for two or three years. I've never got one. Yeah. Or, on the, doing, or on the same day, oh, you, oh, you've killed, well, we've killed six coyotes today. Oh, we haven't even seen one. Right. And you're like, it, why? And you think about what if that guy's just slam, he doesn't realize that he's slamming his door, you know, not yeah. even slamming it. We, we gently push the doors closed on the truck. Those the, Or a UTV. Yeah. Or UTV or whatever it is. You know, and even just, gently closing it behind you might be too much you know if and, yeah. and i think that um you know if you if you could help those people you know i mean selfishly i don't want to help no <laughs> but you know they're probably making one very dumb mistake early right on, away and it's ruining it for them and they don't even know they're doing it. opening you know? opening the door with your music blaring before you shut the truck right. off right right uh, you know st- you know revving up your diesel you know real quick when you get to stand you know whatever it's just and yeah. it's, I, I always, you know, I, it's kind of like golf for me. You know, I'm sure that there's just one stupid thing that I'm doing wrong. And if I were to go get a lesson or something like that, you know, that, that you'd that, still uh, suck. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I would be on the green and two and three putting instead of being on the green and four yeah, and three putting. I hear you. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I think it's helpful to, to really start it's, with the fundamentals. And it starts early. Yeah. Quick. It starts in. It starts before you get on stand. Yes. That the other thing that Clint touched on, which I think is, you know, don't don't get to don't get to your stand and then open all your gun cases and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. You, it, it's it's hard sometimes to remember early in the morning, to, but stop somewhere else and open long up. before you want to get out. Long before you're ready to get hunt. your boots, get your gun, get exactly. your mags loaded up, get everything ready to go, and then then hit it. Yeah. Right. Walk in to your stand, quiet and out of view, and sit down, breaking up with a crosswind. Yeah. So that's where we're at. So yeah, so, so to recap, got to study the night before 
look at the wind. We yeah. we kind of bypass that. And then you mentioned it. So yeah, you gotta you gotta know what the wind is. Yeah. Realize this too. This is something that you know. Generally, the wind is not blowing hardly at all until the sun starts to come up. And also, if you have a little bit of a wind, it's gonna be different. So we have we have a a, a scouting trip planned, and it's a north wind that we looked at the night before that wind if it is blowing a little bit in the morning until the sun comes up it's not going to be a north wind a lot of times it's the opposite so your first couple of stands just keep that in mind before the sun comes up you got to make sure if there is any kind of wind you got to plan for that switching and becoming the 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 normal wind that was forecast once the sun comes up so we've we've checked the wind we've covered getting out of the truck quiet we've covered approaching a stand you guys have mentioned it so tell me what the ideal stand is you guys have mentioned that a few times what what do you mean by a, so what is a stand what, what what are you talking about well i mean in in your in my mind you know like like clay said you've got some elevation obviously and then you've got it doesn't have to be huge by by the way but a a nice wide open you know kind of vista or you know yeah, uh, a, a it doesn't have to be flat, flat, but I mean, you you, you cannot have five foot tall sagebrush all over the place, you, you know, because you'll coyote, call it, coyotes all day long and never see them exactly, or see them at two feet and, and they're you, already gone. And you can't have you know these these rolling kind of um, drain. I mean, you can have the rolling drainages, but if they're too deep, same thing. You know, you'll call you might see them. They'll go right down into that drainage. You'll and they know that land way better yeah. than you do. And, I'll, and you know that it, it I'll be short with this but I love it is that um the grassy ranch that stand that we call out there yeah. is literally one of the most beautiful stands ever but the sagebrush is no no BS in some spots six feet tall or, or more or more yeah and it, it we've seen it several times you see the dust coming off of these coyotes when they're bombing into you but it's dumb luck if you ever get to see one that you can harvest. If they get through that, because if they get through it, then there's an opening. Right. But sometimes they just don't get through that six feet. They get to the edge and go, mm, or they nope. or they pop up right in front of you and, yeah. and give you about a half a second to make. A so yes, yeah, so if you yeah. when you're on a stand, you're sitting on a rim rock or or sagebrush on a little hill or some type of outcropping to where you have a little bit of advantage height wise. Mm-hmm. To, to what you're seeing. Because if you're sitting on flat land, it's very, very hard to see 100, I mean, 50 yards on a very flat land. And just like you said, the flat land, you can call them in all the time, but seeing them and getting them are two yeah. different things. So to be successful, get a little vista to where you can see and always set yourself up preferably to the upwind side. You as the shooter to the upwind side and leave the downwind side of your stand open. You don't want to sit, you know, if you have a, let's say a 300 yard, whatever your size out in front of you opening, you don't want to sit. If it's a right to left wind, you don't want to sit on the left-hand side because those coyotes are going to come to you downwind of your opening in the, you know, in the thick stuff. And you might call them into 20 yards, but you never be able to get a shot. Right. So on your downwind side, leave that open to where, when the coyotes do their natural thing of going downwind of either you or your caller. They circle, right? They circle, you know, right to an to where area where you have an open shot to. So that, you know, we can go into the, where you set up your calls here in a minute. But as far as, um, 
having that open sit down where you sit down originally sit to the upwind side and then and if you can't you know obviously every stand is not going to be perfect you can sit where you need to sit but then depending on the wind put your e-collar upwind of you right so now that coyote's going to come in downwind of the e-collar preferably straight to you not don't put your e-collar downwind of you because they're going to go downwind of that even further and they'll be even you know in thick stuff or too far of a shot so use their hunting and their their things against them for you so i guess that slightly backpedal some of my favorite stands have that uh like we talked about that open area where you can get a little bit of elevation and then if you could just have it all your way some type of water around you know you think back yeah. to some of the greatest experiences we especially have. early in the season early, when it's yeah. a little bit warmer when they're they need to be all the animals are attracted to that water it's hot so when it is hot try to and that goes back to knowing your country right um a couple things i could throw in there so we're talking about being able to see a vista so a couple of tips is so we arrive at our stand we think this is going to be a good spot we can get down off of the skyline break our break our outline up and you're standing there and you're thinking okay in my mind this is where a coyote's going to come from you're going to formulate a plan in your mind so as a as a shooter with a rifle you're the vista is going to completely change when you sit down so make sure that you at least get down and do a catcher stance down on your knees and, and make sure that you still have that line of sight with your barrel. Not only the fact that you can see and spot a coyote from a long ways away, but you've got to be able to bring your gun into the spot where you were hoping they'd come and then be able to adjust off of that. So very important from a, from a visual standpoint, make sure you have lanes to fire, right? And yeah, me being a, uh, you know, the cameraman a lot of the times, I, I look at the camera and the shotgunner pretty much in the same light you've got to be able to film you know as much footage as you possibly can so you've definitely got to have those open lanes and you've you've most importantly with the shotgun with the camera those lanes have to be open within 100 yards but for sure 50 yards because if they're going to close in the shotgun range you want to be able to collect that footage at the same time you want to be able to have that open lane with a shotgun and shoot it so very important to to sit in a in a direction that's that's uh, according to the wind but also don't forget about your shooting lanes and which, which type of weapon you have. So Yeah, I was just going to say, because that changes big time. You could cut, like you're saying, you start over, oh, this is a great stand, sit down. And you sit down and start calling and go, man, I wish I, you know, I wish I had 20 more feet that I was able to see when I stood up. But that changes big time when you sit down. Yeah. So I, when you sit down, if it doesn't seem right, move move get up and walk <laughs> over one more ridge make it better because you don't want to be able you don't want to call in a coyote and get busted in the last 30 feet because he knows oh there's one more drainage right here that i should have went to that, that it, you didn't know that has happened to the three of us too many times and and we talk about it and we still do it and you, you and you know i can't tell you how many times we've sat down and you look over you you get lazy you get tired you get whatever but you look over, right, and you see that little knob, and you go, "We should be there." Yeah. It, but you don't. You've already put the collar out. Everybody's already sitting down, and you turn it on, and sure enough, that's exactly where you'll see him running away from you. If mm -hmm. you would have been over there, you would have got it. And it's 
hey man, we're as guilty of it as everybody oh, yeah. else. You, especially on longer trips, or you know, you're up at three, four in the morning. You, you know, you're you got minimal, <laughs> you know, comforts with you. So you're out in the desert and you're cruising around, and it's like, are we really going to pack all this back up and move fifty yards? And you kick yourself in the ass every time because yep. it happens. You know in your mind what is going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen, but logically you look at something and you go, they're going to come from right there. And we've got this freaking knob right in front of us. And, yep. you know, they'll finish, like you said, 30 feet away and the knob will be in the way and you can't get a shot. And then you try and take a running shot at them and it's frustrating as F. And my, my next tip kind of will help with that, which is when you sit down and, you, you know, you say, oh, this is good stand. You sit down. And you put out your collar and you, you know, and you turn on the call and you start calling. Don't do that because you just walked in. A coyote might've been out there mousing around and you didn't see, he can see you. He might've heard your truck, but then you walked in correctly. So give it time. Let it rest. Let it rest. We call it. So we get out of the truck, we walk in, we find our spot, we sit down and we rest. We do not start calling right away. So in that five minutes that you're letting it rest, those coyotes are going to go, oh, maybe it wasn't a truck door that I heard slam. Maybe I didn't hear a voice. Maybe whatever it was, he might just go back to doing what he was doing if there was one out there. So let it rest. So in those five minutes, if you sit down and go, hmm, I'm actually, I need to move, get up and move like you're saying and, you know, rest, let it rest. And by letting it rest, you might, you'll more often than not get up and move if you need to. Well, and I think that there, most animals, it's a sequence of things that will make them spook. You know what I mean? Yeah. They hear lightning, or they don't hear lightning. They hear thunder. You know, they see vehicles. They But when it happens in a sequence that's too close together for them, that's yeah. what triggers their, I need yeah. to go. You know, like if the truck door slams, you know, they hear the truck and the truck door slams. Now maybe, maybe I need to run. Yeah. If they just heard the truck go by, it's something that they've heard before. Like you're saying, people are out driving around all the time, ranchers, whoever, they drive over cattle guards. It's loud. Thunder, you know, the lightning, whatever it is, they do hear. Chucker hunters, duck, you know, they, they've heard all that stuff before. But like you're saying. But if you make it happen to them too fast, then it, their natural instinct is go. You know yeah. what I mean? Loud noise, you know, whatever. Dust kicked up next to me. You know, I need to go. Like, but if they just heard a loud noise or yeah, so so let it rest. Yep. That's so, a very good something to add into the let it rest too. So we're we're gonna just make it a, a four or five minute period of time that you're resting, gives you a chance to to check your stand out, but also eliminate all the the loud sounds. So what's the loudest sound you're gonna have on stand once you're settled in? Loading gun. Loading your gun. You know, jacking around into that shotgun. So. I would suggest do that when you first sit down. Get get your gun pointed at a safe angle, um, but you know get all those loud sounds out of the way, and don't let them associate that with going right into calling. Maybe yeah. they, like you guys were just talking about, they might have saw something flash up on a ridge or something. But if immediately they hear a dying rabbit sound come from that vicinity, they're going to be awfully suspicious. So yeah. get all the loud sounds out of the way, let it rest, and then let them forget about it. They're going to go back to what they were doing. And then all of a sudden here comes this sound that we're trying to make authentic and you're going to have much more success when it comes to that. Okay. So we got that down. So now as we sit down, I always visualize you hear in every sport visual visualization and Clint kind of Clint kind of touched on it as far as 
where is that coyote going to come from? And I, I will visualize. And as a right-handed shooter, I set up to the far right as I can sit point in my stand, right? Because you swing faster to the left when you're right-handed. Obviously, with the left-hander, you're going to go left to right because if you sit down and try it, sit down and point your gun to the left and try to spin as a right-hander, spin to the right to get a shot with leaving your butt there, just turning your body, you know, your upper body. See how hard that is. Now do it pointing from the right and swinging to your left. It's a hell of a lot easier to do it that way. So what I do is visualize where that coyote's going to come, sit up, set up my gun there, and then obviously have to change and only move when the coyote goes behind something, it's not looking. Well, let's talk about before you get to that, that when you visualize where they're going to come from, they follow the path of least resistance typically. So there's no reason to look at the big steep rim rocks and all that stuff that are around because they're not coming jumping down, you know, not saying they would never, but when you're in your mind visualizing what's going to happen, because I do the same thing. I visualize all the way, you know, to crosshairs being on them, you know, look for that drainage, look for that, you know, easy path to get where you're where that sound is coming from that's typically where they're going to come from so when when you're visualizing it's not him jumping off of the 10 foot boulder and crashing in you know that happens from time to time but 95 percent of the time it's going to be what's the easiest way for that coyote to get to that sound and that's typically like we talked about earlier that when you see that knob is in the way of the drainage from the easiest way for it to come, you go, that I, I got to move because that's typically where they're going to come from. Yeah. So path the least resistance to the sound. And then, you know, like you said, the visualization helps. It helps get the jitters out of you if if you've already imagined, so to speak, a coyote coming in. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what I do, you know, is I, it doesn't, I mean, your heart's going to get pounded no matter what. But if you're kind of visualizing in your, you know, you're imagining that, that, you know, I like to imagine it happening in the first three seconds and, you know, finish right on top of you and all that. But, you know, if you at least visualize a coyote coming in and like, you know, you've seen it before and you, you just can yeah. calm yourself down a little bit and, and take a little bit of the edge off. Yeah, that that helps. Yeah. And don't make so we just to go back to the, the, the resting period, that visualization, something that helps. Um, you know, this is this is what I tend to do. So, yeah, we this is where I, I'm expecting the coyote to come. If, if it works out perfectly, this is where they're going to come. I personally, if I'm on the rifle on the shooting sticks, I don't, I don't set up there. So, but let's, let's backtrack before setting up. So when we're sitting there resting, I'm, I'm in my scope. Don't, 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 when the coyote is there and you're going to, you're going to potentially pull the trigger. Don't have that be the first time that you've looked in your scope on that stand. So you've, you've looked in your scope, you've got it dialed in, you're, you've got your power, and then what I do, it might be different for people, but if that's where I want that coyote to finish. I'm going to turn to my right you know, 30 degrees, 40 degrees. I'm still going to be in that area because it's minimal movement to get my gun back to the, where I expect that coyote to be. Mm-hmm. And again, if they're just off a little bit, I'd rather err towards being set up to the right. Mm-hmm. And if they come from the right, I don't want to have to you know, do what I have to do to turn that direction. There's going to be a lot of chaos there, movement. a lot of commotion. So, And, and I, you, you... You got to a point where that made me remember several times I've forgotten to kind of look in the scope. 
you got to get your shooting sticks at the right, you know, level. You, you got to. Sure. You might have a piece of sagebrush that fell into your reticle, right. you know, on the way in. So, yeah, just just don't have it be the first time you look in your scope and we, when they're there. We, we in this segment are assuming you have all of your gear, but just shooting sticks. You yes. Do not go out on coyote stand with a rifle without shooting sticks. Um, but having that right height, because if you're sitting at a steeper elevation, you know, they need to be taller or shorter based mm-hmm. on where you think a coyote's going to yes. show up. And then, yeah, like. I, I'm glad you said that because yeah. I do the same and, thing. And I, I try to look in the scope and I look at couple a rock spots. or a sagebrush yeah. or something and, and I hold the crosshairs on and go, okay, if one comes there, I got that, you know. And then you've got your little areas that are going to be a tougher shot or a tougher mm-hmm. way to get to. And, and you just, you can't have everything perfect, but if you can narrow it down. And with if you had two guys, you know, sure. okay, say you're not going to have one crossing over the next. You got your right to left on both people. You have your lanes. But I was going to say, with... What, what did well, you have? I was going to throw in to the shotgun. We just we just discussed okay, the good. rifle part of stuff. But I think with a shotgun, another another good little thing you might want to think about, it's, it's, it's like archery hunting. I think it's pretty much the same. In that resting period, you're going to load your shotgun, put it on safety, and, uh, you know, shoulder it a few times. Make sure you're comfortable. But... A rangefinder is also very important for the shotgunner. So just like archery hunting, during the rest period, I'm going to I'm gonna hit that rangefinder on some prominent obstacles out there, a rock, a sagebrush, and find out, you know, what is 60 yards. So that when the, when the time comes, you don't have to think about that. If in relationship to that, let's say, 70-yard obstacle out there, that coyote's at that distance in your eye, well, you know, they're just a little too far out. So that's the things you can do as a shotgunner, bring your rangefinder along with your shotgun, hit some hit some objects out there and when the time comes you're just you're not going to panic as much because you know generally where that 50 yard mark is and that's pretty much with the ammunition we use that's that's going to be that's going to be a good spot anything from there in so i i always hit a 50 yard mark and find out what that is and try to tie that into some kind of object that's out there so i can get that spatial relationship yeah um okay so we're so we're there now we're set up we got our guns loaded we we're set up we're going to hit our call or we're going to blow our hand calls and we're going to pay attention to nature. Okay. If we pay attention to nature, the, the first thing that I'm going to pay attention to are the birds. Clint's got a phone ring and he should have turned that off like a rude guy in teacherville. Anywho, uh, I'm going to pay attention to the birds, especially magpies here in Nevada. Magpies are a very good indicator of coyotes. So I've always said that coyotes trust magpies or uh, ravens and crows, and magpies trust coyotes. And they're always right on top of them because they know they can't get there first and get little morsels because the crows and other big birds and hawks or whatever are going to get all the food. Then the coyotes are going to come in and scare them away. Then the magpies are going to come in and maybe get a little bit of morsel after that. But you're going to see magpies long before you're ever going to see a coyote. Mm-hmm. So And down in Mexico, it's crows. Yes. So with if you're on stand and you're pointed up to the right and here comes a magpie from the left move right now point your gun to that magpie because you don't more often than not that coyote 
is going to be right underneath that magpie. He's going to come following that coyote underneath him. He's just going to fly, maybe land on a sagebrush, wait for the coyote to catch up to him, then fly right on top of him again. But I would suggest moving towards that towards that magpie. And, and definitely don't hyper focus your your because there it'll, it'll there'll be a time that one will come from yes. like a complete op- and and not to say there wasn't a coyote under that magpie but multiple multiple coyotes multiple coyotes would come so you don't want to hyper focus on that magpie but you want your attention to be definitely in that direction if you move your butt that way yeah and you're facing him you want to keep scanning obviously or it helps that's what helps to have a couple people on the yeah. stand because you don't it, you hyper focus we we found it in, in you know it definitely in like. Mexico when we hunt down there you could you could nearly just point your gun to where the crow was it happened to be a crow down there and you would just watch the coyotes run right in underneath yeah. them it, it takes longer I think in other parts of the country so you while you watch that magpie you you've got a pretty good idea one's come there but you'll want yeah, to come blasting sure. in on you from the other side you know the, but I was just talking to the point to where you know move a little don't don't be you know, flat footed as you call it in sports, don't get, you know, flat footed where, Oh, now I got to move when the coyote shows up yeah. underneath that magpie. You kind of, you kind of want to go, okay, I, I, I kind of want to be there mm-hmm. and move there a little bit instead of having to do it all. Once the coyote shows up. Sure. Yeah. It just generally kind of what the way, I, way I'm hearing what you're saying is when the coyote is in the area and starting to move, nature does just generally tend to kind of pick up. There just generally tends to be some birds in the air and they're, they're responding the, to what we're doing. They're responding to our sound. And, uh, it's just a, you're usually going to just perk up and be, be on more alert when nature starts to wake up in the form of birds. Or a lot of times, you know, you see this jackrabbit bust out 300 yards away. You catch a flash of movement. An antelope so so generally, or... generally when a coyote is moving around, nature's going to wake up. Yeah. 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 Deer, deer looking in a certain way, running them off antelope. Excuse me. Yeah, horses, Run. anything. Yeah, yeah, they start. I we start seeing just the, pay any attention to nature. Yeah, pay attention. Start to looking nature. that direction. Yeah, and then, so now we're we've sat down. We've got our gun pointed out. We're keeping our downwind side open because of the wind. We don't want the coyote to get into a thick area downwind. If it is windy, put your e collar up upwind of you, so he comes into you. We're staying still. We're moving our eyes, then our head. Scan with your eyes right to left and then move your head because they can see everything. We're going to cover everything up with... Which, yeah, brings up that point. Always wear gloves, gloves and face masks. Because they see any type of flash. It's amazing. Amazing. Um, I've been, then, it's funny. I've been thinking here lately when we finally get to go out, we're going to be coronavirus compo- compliant with our face masks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day because I put a, I put a buff on to go I'm into a store. I'm not going to wear a mask. I neither. <laughs> <laughs> Coyote hunters have been... What, what's you know country when country wasn't cool yeah. country ha- have been coronavirus compliant forever since, since I saw, the days I, of coyote hunting i actually saw a guy uh they're more of a turkey hunting hat but you know the hats that have the mask already sewn into oh, them yeah i saw a guy uh that was his corona yeah. mask he was you know it was like an old school real tree hat that had the mask that pulled down out of the they say the face coverings, you know. So it, it, you can cut your, I wore cut mine, your underwear up. I wore mine on, over my eyes the other day, not down on my mouth. I was afraid of the coronavirus getting in my eyes. They never told you how you had to wear face covering, right? Or what part of the face to cover? I just cover my whole face. I'm much more attractive at that point. <laughs> okay. Anything? Basic tip. Basic tip. 
anything else you can think of. We've we've been quiet. We got our wind. We know our land. We walked in quiet. We sat down. We rested. We made sure our stand was good after sitting down, making sure that we we uh, our stand was good where we could see you know multiple shooting lanes and, and visualize where a coyote was coming in. We pointed our gun in the in on the right hand side if we're a right hander, left hand side if we're a left hander, and could move, um, you know, and make sure you do kind of move your gun if you had to. Set up on the right, move it, and make sure there's not a big rock in the way where your shooting sticks are going to hit or a sagebrush. Make sure you have kind of a little bit of an opening to where you can swing a little bit. And uh, once you are hopefully successful as a coyote coming in, now we just gotta shoot. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could, you could talk about what's the, what's the proper time to shoot, but I mean, that's different for us being, being on the filming, um, you know, but, but you got to think about that. Even if you're not filming, you know, you don't want to, you want to see it play out and we don't have to, you know, we don't have to go into this too much right now. We, we, um, but enjoy your success, you know, when you see one come running in or you see him coming, why, why take a 200 yard shot if he's working, you know, why not, why not let him finish what he was going to do? Especially if you're bringing a shotgun out on the stand, you know, there, some of them bomb in and, and, you know, it happens so fast. You don't, you don't get to enjoy it as I do the finger quotations, but some of them work very slowly in and they're very methodical and, you know, they work the, the, you know, and you can watch them do that and you can watch them, walk right up to you, you know, get close, you know, so. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's end this one here. Cause those were kind of basic getting you to able to hit the, you know, blowing your call or hitting the e-caller. Those are kind of your basic tips. Let's, let's end this one. And then on our next visit, let's talk about some in-depth tips as far as like, you know, over the years, what have you learned? What's a one little tip that not really, walking in basic hunting tips like that but you know maybe calls i want to talk about you know uh, the you know call volume all that stuff in the sequence in which sequences and and this is mouth call hand call you know let's uh, let's talk about that next time yeah but we're going to get into some more in-depth tips next time yeah i think you could pro level tips pro pro level tips pro level tips brought to you by i don't know the Tres amigos. Yes, yeah, sí. Sí, tres amigos. All right. Well, well, as far as the basic tip tips go to get you in the stand, I think that's pretty much covered it. We hope we don't run into – we hope less people can say they've been coyote hunting for years and never called one in. Yeah. Maybe, just like my golf lesson, this will help you. While <laughs> it was very beginnerish, even if you've gone out a time or two, you might be doing something – small wrong early that's affecting your success rate maybe we covered it today maybe we didn't you know what yeah maybe we didn't maybe there's some tips out there that we don't know so you know write in get us on instagram get us on facebook call us call us whatever you want three five eight three one oh five that was my old landline when i was a kid it does not exist anymore i'm sorry if i just gave some nine seven two seven zero seven zero was ours Ooh, look at that i can't remember my mom's cell phone but i remember my old landline well because you everything in a cell phone you don't have to do you just hit call mom yeah. you don't have to use your brain for anything you guys are making us dumb but yeah i mean obviously we d- we're not the end all and you know these tips work for us and you know if they help you good if there's something that you can take from us and 
and tweak it a little bit to where you're you're living and, and hunting do that and maybe there's some stuff that we don't know about so let us know we're not the end all we're just here having a good conversation what's worked for us and hopefully will work for you right. and uh make you laugh cry and listen so, to another episode of where the pavement ends Thank and you. that's going to be some pro tip levels next that we've learned over the years that we've learned ourselves or learned from other people so thanks for coming on the road with us where the pavement ends we'll uh, be back to you that's a nice little tagline we'll see you again where the pavement ends Ooh, I like it. I put my radio voice on for that too. <laughs> okay goodbye see you folks <laughs> <laughs>